Just a few months after it created the new position of chief learning officer, the Navy says it's backing up its commitment to more rigorous education with more money. Officials are adding $300 million, as a matter of fact, in new education spending, and they expect sailors to take advantage of it. As Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports, education is about to become a bigger factor in whether or not they get promoted. The changes the Navy is making are largely driven by the Education for Sea Power study it released almost a year ago. That review found that although the Navy and Marine Corps have some excellent educational institutions, they don't have an overall strategic direction, and the service's policies tend to undervalue the role education will play in future warfighting. Besides appointing a chief learning officer and similar new roles on the Navy and Marine Corps' uniform staff, the Navy Department responded to the finding with an initial round of budget reprogramming, redirecting $100 million in this year's budget toward education. But John Kroger, the new CLO, says it's not just about additional funding, it's also about reorienting the way the Navy spends its education dollars. Traditionally, the Navy has focused those resources toward programs that turn sailors into students for a year at a time. He says, considering recent revolutions in education methodologies, there are better ways of doing things. One very revealing conversation was with the head of Naval Aviation. And I think in the past, A conversation about education and aviators would look something like this. Someone who cared about aviation would say, I need to send 10% of your pilots to a year of graduate school. And the head of aviation would say, I can't spare the pilots. It's It's too expensive to produce them. I need them deployed. If they spend a year away from the cockpit, their skills degrade. Um, When I met with the Air Boss, that's not the conversation we had. And the honest answer was, I don't need his his folks to go to a year of in-residence graduate education. What I need is three, day, three days a month. I'll take your F-35 pilots that are currently in the desert in California, and we will take them for a couple days a month. They will be going to graduate executive programs at Stanford, at Berkeley, at UCLA, at the Naval Postgraduate School. They'll get the education they need, and we will maintain their operational tempo. And the response was, well, my guys would love to be at Stanford or, or UCLA for three days a month. It would get them out of the desert. Um, that's the revolution in education that we're seeing. In the meantime, a healthy chunk of the new funding will also go toward establishing the already announced Naval Community College. The Navy hopes to use that new institution to both offer classes to its enlisted workforce and also grant them college credit for training courses they already have to complete as part of their jobs. Trying to un- un- educate 40 or 50,000 students a year on a brick and mortar scale is cost prohibitive. To do it online, the revolution in online education, Uh, makes that possible. And, you know, 10 years ago, the quality wasn't that great because we were figuring this stuff out. It's outstanding now. So um, I think we will be able to sustain this effort. It'll take um, continued leadership from the top. But reality is pushing us in this direction. If we do not take our intellectual capital more seriously, we will not be the world's greatest Navy and Marine Corps. We have to be able to outthink our opponents if we're going to outfight them. I believe that profoundly. But Navy leaders say they won't see the long-term reprioritization of education they're hoping for unless the Navy's personnel system also reflects those priorities. Details are still to come, but officials say they intend to make educational attainment a bigger factor in which Navy officers they decide to promote. Another new factor will be how strongly they've promoted education amongst the sailors they lead. Thomas Modley is the acting Navy secretary. If the process that we use to promote officers and advance them in their careers rewards education in the formal process and how we evaluate them, it'll be valued uh, across the service. 
you know, and you can impose that from the top. So there's a piece of that you can impose from the top. Um, but it, it's just like any, you know, broad change initiative in any company. It has to be embraced by the people who are the really the up-and-comers, the ones that are going to be the leaders of the, of the future of the force. And to the extent that they push on their leadership and demonstrate that they want this and it's important for them, then the momentum just continues. So our, our job is to get this to get this started. But Kroger says in the few months he's been on the job, it's already become clear to him that enlisted sailors and officers are hungry for more education. And he says at least some of the Navy Department's functional leaders also see it as an imperative for their segments of the workforce. There is a clear, immediate need, and I see that in the, in the, in the department every day. Um, uh, General Reynolds coming to me, she's the deputy commandant for information, um, coming to identify desperate need for more IT capability in her enlisted and her civilian workforce. Um, they're providing an initial cohort for our community college. Uh, and and, uh, and for logistics and, and N8, um, desperately wanting more sophisticated financial management, a brand new logistics curriculum in order to meet uh, uh, the kinds of standards that in industry are normal but that we don't uh, sustain every day. Um, uh, IT is another um, a great example where we just don't have um, the capabilities we need to, to, to maintain and deliver a constantly upgraded world-class network. So I think the reality of the, of the sheer demands that we have uh, will drive this. But Mobley says institutionalizing the importance of education across the Navy is a long-term fight. Even from his perch as the Navy Department's top official, he says it's been a constant challenge to get the Don's budget planning and programming processes aligned behind the effort. I've been saying this for two years, you know, fully fund education, fully fund education. Palm comes through, I'm looking, we fully fund education? Oh yeah, we're all good. We're all good. You go out and talk to the institutions, they're funded at 70% or something like that. So, um, so <laughs> we've been very proactive this year, um, both in the 21 build as well as looking forward to 22 and beyond. But we're in execution right now for 20, and I've made it very, very clear to them that we're going to reprogram all that, all that money uh, to fully fund the needs that can be executed this year. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.